the La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. At the time of this episode debuting in the fall of 2019, the Archives team is hard at work preparing for the fifth year of our annual stage production, The Dark Lacrosse Show. With new content each year, The Dark Lacrosse Show is where the stories you hear about in this series debut. Along with the eight to ten new stories each year, for the last couple of years, we have also included what we call interludes. These quick, often very funny bits act kind of as a palate cleanser after particularly dark or somber stories. Usually a particularly intriguing headline catches us while researching other things in the archives, and we set it aside for later exploration. What you are about to hear are the four interludes featured in the 2017 Dark Lacrosse Show. Hopefully, this episode is a teaser to encourage you to get your tickets for the 2019 Dark Lacrosse Show at the Pump House Regional Arts Center, if you haven't already, as we have sold out nearly every performance since its inception in 2015. Show dates this year are evening performances Friday and Saturday, November 1 and 2, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, November 7 through 9, and a Saturday matinee on November 9. We hope to see you there. Lacrosse has always been known for its early brewing industry and drinking culture. It even had its own version of the Safe Ride Home program. Early in Lacrosse's history, if a gentleman had imbibed too much in a saloon, a call would have been placed to the local station house. From there, a man with a steel-wheeled wheelbarrow would have been dispatched to the scene of the inebriation. There, the sodden gentleman would have been placed in the wheelbarrow and given a rough journey through the back streets and alleys to his place of abode. It was reported that this course transportation was quite sobering. In keeping with the changing times, a horse and buggy replaced the wheelbarrow, and in 1912, a touring car called the Black Mariah was purchased to assist overserved patrons. So please, enjoy yourself in the wonderful downtown restaurants and bars, but kindly keep things in check. No one wants to send you home in a wheelbarrow. It is well known that the game of lacrosse, from which our city garners its name, was a popular leisure activity among local native tribes. It is rumored that a game took place with one goal being in lacrosse and the other placed in Winona, Minnesota. Hard to imagine such a large playing field. Yet, in 1895, lacrosse and Winona ended up playing a game of tennis of sorts, not with a ball and a net, but with a person. Her name was Maria Ricks. She was notoriously known as the Window Smasher and was thus unwelcome in any town. The city of Winona would send Maria to lacrosse. Upon seeing her at the depot platform, an officer would place her in the county jail. After a few days, lacrosse would send her back up the river to Winona. Winona, in return, would send her back. And lacrosse would return the volley. And so on and so forth. Eventually, Winona would tire the soonest and the window smasher, Maria Ricks, would land squarely in their court. Game, set, match. Advantage, lacrosse. With riverboats coming to and fro to the banks of lacrosse, lore of notorious, quick-witted gamblers would have followed in their wake. One such gambler was the dapperly dressed Native American walking smoke. He was tall, lean, and as gaunt as death himself, and he played with an expressionless face. Walking Smoke was the master of 
Bucking the Tiger, a system of breaking the bank at casinos and gambling halls while playing Pharaoh, a game similar to poker. He did not discriminate. He'd wipe out Native American gambling rooms with equal fervor as the white gaming establishments. In 1887, a cry of warning was sent out to gamblers in the cross to be on the lookout for walking smoke. Those who had had the chance to watch him play say he was far too much for all the old veteran experts in the city and would bankrupt all the pharaoh banks if he had the chance. In August of 1864, an article appeared in the La Crosse Democrat. It unfolded the unfortunate story of a young man by the name of George Trazer, who had been killed at the Battle of Wilson Creek during the Civil War. Back home here in La Crosse, the young girl who was engaged to be his wife began to mourn. During her bereavement, she went to the chicken coop and selected a chicken from the brood. She returned with the young chick to her sorrow-filled room and made a pet of it. It was reported that the fast-growing chicken could come to her when called, perch on her head as she gazed out the window, and picked crumbs from her lips when feeding. She would sit and caress the chicken for hours and hours. The chicken grew to adulthood, and then, one tragic day, her beloved chicken was suddenly and swiftly killed by a dog. The lacrosse Democrat stated the unnamed girl grew languid, nervous, and disheartened, dying within a few short weeks of a broken heart. While she found a way to cope with the tragic death of her fiancé, the murder of her pet chicken was too much to bear. And now I would like to welcome in Doug Connell. Doug is an archives volunteer who helps with the way it was photo that appears weekly in the Lacrosse Tribune. He is also a former Tribune news clerk and editor of True Tales of Lacrosse, a volume of unusual stories from Lacrosse newspapers, from which we found some of these interlude stories. The story of the young lady who supposedly died of a broken heart following the deaths of her fiance George Tracer and her pet chicken should be taken with a grain of salt as no record can be found of a George Tracer having served with Wisconsin or Minnesota troops during the Civil War or be enlisted among the dead at the Battle of Wilson's Creek in 1861. And furthermore, no Wisconsin troops took part in that Missouri battle. Also, the family name of Tracer does not appear in early La Crosse City directories nor in the 1860 federal census for La Crosse County. Granted, the newspaper account of the bereaved woman could have misspelled Tracer's name, but on the other hand, one has to ask why the young woman's name wasn't given in the newspaper account. The article did mention that she died one week prior to publication of the story on August 22, 1864, but a search of local papers during that time period could find no obituaries or death notices for a young woman. One other factor that throws more water on the story is that it first appeared in the La Crosse Democrat on August 22, 1864, when that paper was published by Marcus Brick Pomeroy, a flamboyant newspaper man known nationally for being an outspoken copperhead and opponent of President Lincoln during the Civil War. Pomeroy also had a reputation of publishing false stories as a joke to see if they would be reprinted in other newspapers. One of these fake news stories that was spread far and wide from Pomeroy's pen during 1861 was that of a circus rhinoceros said to have fallen off a steamboat near La Crosse 
and then seeking freedom by hiding out among the islands and sloughs five miles south of the city, raiding farmers' cornfields and eluding capture for several days, during which time the rhino was said to have injured a man by throwing him 50 feet through the air. If Pomeroy could make up a story about a wayward rhinoceros, then he could certainly conjure up a tale about a heartbroken woman and her chicken. I guess we will really never know if the chicken story is true, but like the rhinoceros story, it does make for a good read. Thank you for listening.